This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and really everywhere. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests, experts, celebrities, and people who are champions for women. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. Every topic can be discussed on our rig. We want women to be the very best they can be, and we like to feature experts who offer guidance to women. Healthy living is something women strive to achieve but don't always attain, especially when they're taking care of other people. They tend to neglect themselves. When they're drivers, it can be an even tougher goal. Award-winning author and public speaker Judy Gammon is a healthy living expert who's been heard on Fox News Radio and the very popular Stay Young America podcast. Judy is a graduate of the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences, as well as the School of Professional Studies. She also holds a graduate certificate in strategic management from Harvard Extension School. She shares her inspiring ideas and knowledge in her award-winning books. Judy's mission is to educate and elevate people by helping them discover their true life passions and reach their full potential while living longer, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. She's a true inspiration and advances the modern understanding of what it means to age gracefully and what it takes to live your best life. Judy is with us today, and we're excited. Welcome, Judy. I'm so excited to be on with you, too, girls. I mean, this is going to be a great show. I love your energy. I think it's so awesome what you're doing. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I thought we could start with, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do to teach about health and staying young. Those are some real interesting concepts. Well, you know, thank you for that. I, I'm actually the CEO at Executive Medicine of Texas, and that kind of, you know, that sounds like, oh, you know, it's it's kind of a person who sits in an office all day long, but it's not really. I'm very, very involved in the health and the, the wellness of our patients and the programs that we offer. But my journey and with health and wellness really started at a young age. My mom was a nurse and she taught nursing school at night. And as a little girl, I remember taking my dolls and, you know, it was like, she was talking about, we're going to you know be teaching how to cast. And I'm like, Oh, I've got to cast my doll. So I'd bring my doll with me and, and, you know, she'd be teaching all the students how to, you know, do splints and things and how to cast. And this is back when things were plaster and all that. And casting my doll, I was very, very proud of that. But my mom was a, a working woman and I always grew up working and, and around health and wellness. And so it's really become a passion for me, even so much uh, on the, the realm of longevity, you know, how do we live longer? What are the health pitfalls for, for women? And we see a lot of uh, females in, in the office, the name executive medicine of Texas is a little bit um, of a misnomer because you don't have to be an executive per se. You just have to be a busy individual that says, you know what, I don't have time to go through the whole HMO process and, you know, wait six weeks for my next appointment and such. I need a team to help me figure out my health. So it's really become a passion and that's really 
too why we do the Stay Young America podcast, because there's so much information out there that we all could be sharing with each other to help ourselves live longer and healthier. In women, sometimes we get the short end of the deal because we are taking care of everybody else and we forget to take care of ourselves. Oh my goodness, yes. Women kind of put themselves last, don't they? Yeah, they do. And it's, uh, it's interesting. We see it time and time again. And there's this like age between 40 and 60 where things are especially tough because your career, if you, you know, you're a career woman, your career is, has really taken off. And this has got to, I can't even imagine the struggles for your female people in your industry because sometimes they're away for long periods of time. So, you know, it compounds those, those stressors of I got to take care of my family. I've got to take care of, you know, my kids and I've got in my, my spouse or significant other. And then I've also got my parents over here and they've entered a whole new realm of of aging. Maybe you're you're dealing with a parent with dementia or heart disease or, you know, all the things that befall people in their eighties. So this is when people are in that 40 to 60 and they're just being sandwiched in together. And the last thing on their mind is how do I take care of myself? I'm just trying to hold my head above water and not drown here. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. The, the amount of pressure is unbelievable. And I think that there's more pressure with women. There's so many stereotypes, you know, and, and we watch these commercials that are still out there. It's like, you got to look like you're 20, you know? Well, and they're all airbrushed. You know, we live in the, the, the world of filters uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. it's, when people go to their like reunions now because you've only been seeing people on social media right you walk in and you're like i have no idea who any of these people are because this is who they really are not who the filter has like created and also you're like man yeah keep the filter but but we we tend to do that with ourselves we we look at ourselves and we compare ourselves to a filtered world Mm -hmm. and we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves that way we just have to remember that real is good wrinkles well sometimes that means wisdom and you know all these kind of things happen as we age and some things we want to embrace and some things we don't want to embrace we don't want to embrace um the things that are going to make us die young um, that are going to put us in a wheelchair or in a nursing home um, you know, there's a lot of things we can be doing to live longer, but also live healthier, because it's not just how many years you live, it's what do those years look like? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you look at pictures like, say, from the 1800s, or even in the early 20th century, women looked old. There's got to be a way women are fighting this. And, and in terms of health, they want to feel good. Is there a way to actually put age at bay, look your best, feel your best? Uh, how do we do that? Well, there's there's a couple things, and I, and you have to start with knowing your your status, and that that means you know, get, go in and get one of these half day physicals because it, when you go to the doctor, and this is a lot of people think, oh, I went to the doctor, I'm fine. Well, the doctor can only tell you you're fine based on whatever it is they did. So it, you say, oh, I had my blood drawn. Well, probably you only had a blood count and a chemistry panel because that's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you had your thyroid checked. You probably didn't have your hormones checked. Um, you probably most likely didn't have any vitamin levels checked. So we walk out with with a very small 
part of the picture. And then we extrapolate that, well, the doctor didn't tell me I had anything wrong, so I must be doing good. But again, we can only tell you what, what we've tested for. So if we want to, to really grab a hold of our health, we have to understand what our health is and what our own individual health needs are. And those vary from person to person. So it's not like you can just pick up a book and that is one size fits all, mm-hmm. or you, know, you can go to the doctor and get advice that one size fits all. You really have to know what are your health needs and, and what does that look like? And I would say in your profession, there are some some really interesting health needs um, that maybe don't befall other professions. And that's that's true for you know various professions. They have their unique things. Um, one of them is getting enough cardiovascular exercise and and not losing flexibility because let's face it, when you're driving a truck or you're in a sitting position for long periods of time, then we see issues with circulation. We see this in our patients that are, that are truckers. And and for women, it can be an even, even bigger issue when it comes to hormones because the cardiovascular workout and a lot of these um, stretching and all these other things that, that we need to be doing on a daily basis, they affect the hormone levels in our body. And, you know, it, all people have hormones. I mean, I, and I know women get the bad rap, you know, guys are, oh, it's their hormones. Well, guess what? Guys have hormone issues too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, if you've been around a guy long enough, you know, they, oh. they have their own set of issues. Oh, there's nothing worse than a white man. It's so true what you were saying about uh, um, uh, sitting in, 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 in equipment or trucks, I guess. In where I work, I work on a two-week basis, so I sit in that equipment, whether it's the truck or the grader or whatever piece I'm on, for 13 hours a day. And if I'm trucking, we usually only get off the truck twice a day for half an hour for our breaks. And you're just, I mean, you go for that whole, you know, 13 hours. It's go, go, go. And for two weeks at a time, all I do is eat, sleep and work, right? And sit. So I have to, like I'm, I'm turning 53 here in a couple of weeks and I have to make myself a priority. It is too easy to make excuses and, oh, I'm tired or I don't have the energy and um, I, I have I, I have no thyroid basically, so I really am tired, but I have to push myself, especially because I have varicose veins, my legs hurt, I have poor circulation, I got to wear the, you know, the TED stockings and all that, the uh, compression stockings, but I make it a priority in my own life to do yoga twice, like every other day. And on the other day, I'll hit the gym and not not for hours at a time, because number one, I don't have hours, just 30 minutes. And if I don't feel like running, well, then I'll walk uphill. Like you don't have to, you, you and if I don't do it, I, I notice how it affects me in the long run. And even though I'm tired and I push myself to do it, that's when I realize, oh my God, I'm so glad I went. It gave me energy. It, it helps. Yeah. And Kathy, you're right. You just hit on such a, a good point is we don't feel like doing it then we do it, then we feel better. So we yeah. have to we have to do it regularly so our brain can remember, I may not want to do this, but I know I'll feel better when I do because it trains the brain to, mm-hmm. to crave or want to do 
um, some movement because the longer you're away from doing that, the more the other side of your brain, like, you know, it's kind of like a little angel, a little devil on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. The little devil's like, nah, you don't want to do that. You're so comfortable. But you know, the hardest part is getting out the door. Once you're out the door, you're fine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, another problem we see in um, the trucking industry in general is back pain. So mm-hmm. we see a lot of back and hip issues because of that sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's real easy to, to, to put that strain and stress. And I'm just curious for you, uh, Kathy, because you are in the, I would assume that, that when you're driving, that you probably get jolted around a bit. Is that? Oh is my that God. <laughs> jolted is, is not the understatement? word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like it is so rough. Um, it's an open pit mine. Uh, the roads are uh, very rough. Uh, uh, trucks aren't so bad because I mean, it's, it's how fast you drive. Right. And you can avoid the holes and you, you know, it depends on how you go, but mostly I'm in the grader and I'm the one that's smoothing the roads for the trucks. So it is really rough. A lot of this equipment isn't like it, it's run down. And so, um, yeah, I get jolted a lot. Like, and it's, I, I have, um, one of these medical, what do they call it? Oh, I forget the name of it. Um, it's like a massager where you put your arms in and it goes up and down your spine because my back gets so sore and so tense. Luckily my company pays us, uh, we're allowed $400 a year, which isn't all that much. If you think about it, um, to get massages and chiropractors for readjustments, but I do wear a back brace, uh, like a, just around the, around, um, the whole waist just to support because, because of that jarring all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I think about just the constant pressure runners see that on their knees right and, yeah. and you're just getting it on your spine all day long yeah so uh i'm glad to hear that you have that and i'm glad that they have some kind of budget for that you know for for your female truckers some of the best things they can do when they're not on the road is yoga or pilates because yeah. all of that stress and pressure and and it, over time, it just causes so much tension everywhere. And that really helps get rid of it. And it sounds funny to say, yeah, get out of your truck and go do some yoga. or well, no, Actually, it's funny you say that. No, because, because that's what I do. Like a lot of times will be there's a lineup of trucks. So you have like maybe five minutes so or 10 minutes. So what I'll do is I'll get out on the, on the deck of the truck and I'll do pushups off the railing or I'll do squats or I'll do side stretches or I'll do lunges, you know anything to to get some circulation going and i only started doing yoga like six months ago specifically because i'm like man like i'm just like i'm feeling it and it's rough and i'm like oh my god and so i i didn't want to do the traditional yoga because i got too much i'm a kind of a high strung kind of gal so i I joined asana rebel only for the name (laughs) oh that's funny that's funny because i feel like the rebel right but I tell you one thing, oh my God, what the difference it made is, is huge, huge. Now it's like, it's like, I can't go without, don't get me wrong. I'm no graceful swan. There's a lot of falling over, a lot of cussing and a lot of wondering how the heck do they do that? Like my God, right? but I'm getting better. <laughs> well, and just getting, you know, just doing what you're doing is going to help you with balance because we see that when people have a long time you know they have jobs whether it's in front of a computer or whether it's you know behind the wheel they have jobs where they sit so long then over time they also aren't using some of these muscles which i'm sure you've noticed when you're doing some of these stances and stuff like i didn't even know i had a muscle there but they aren't using some of these muscles in their legs that actually 
keep them upright or help them when if they do start to fall so we in later life see these falls and these these can happen you know 50 60 it don't have to be happen when you're 80 you just your balance just isn't as good as it used to be because you're not using those muscles yeah. all of those muscles so yeah i applaud you for what you are doing and in any of your listeners that aren't doing something like this you got to i mean you just have to i was half tempted to film myself trying to do yoga just for the for the giggles for the people out there all my followers just to, to see that hey i may not be no graceful swan i'm still tipping over and i got a balance issue but i'm still doing it you could go and viral I'm, kathy you could go I'm, viral I know, right and i'm Absolutely. able to laugh at myself that's the biggest thing most people they say oh i can't do yoga i'm not good well i'm not good either but i'm still doing it i'm still trying and i'll yep. tell you one thing from from six months ago to today i can almost do the splits now Almost. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That is uh, on purpose. Yeah. On that's purpose, good. not a, one of those you slide <laughs> and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't get up. <laughs> it's not one of those. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Is there a recipe for women? We're obviously different than men. We have a lot of different challenges. I mean, our system is so cyclical. It seems like, you know, as soon as we hit puberty, uh, whoa, here we go. It's the roller coaster. (laughs) You know, how do women take control of their bodies and stay young and healthy and not fall apart? Because doesn't it seem that women, they live longer, but they do have a lot of health issues that maybe men don't? How do they protect themselves from that? Well, women, especially in the last, I don't know, 20 years, maybe 30 years, they've really gotten on this, um, you know, I'm a life warrior path. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm too tough to, to, and I don't want to go to the spa or I'm too whatever. They, they kind of, especially, you know, working women, we tend to think, well, I'm not one of those women or one of those girls, but it's okay to, <laughs> to be one of those women or one of those girls. If you're tired, rest. If you know, you, if you haven't been for a massage, get one because it's really good for circulation and the lymphatic system and, and all of this. And make sure your hormones are being checked. Um, menopause is no fun, but even if you get to the other side of menopause, if you don't have enough testosterone, that's where we start seeing things like you know, dementia, um, fatigue, a lot of loss of muscle mass, and we don't want to be frail. And we have to do certain things to make sure that we don't get frail, healthy. You don't, no one gets healthy on accident. (laughs) You know, it really, it really takes purpose and, and drive and find out what works for you and, and kind of go with that. Like for me, I know that 
I can say I'm going to eat greens every day, right? Oh, I'm going to have a salad. I'm going to make sure I'm getting all these greens. But the reality is um, in my 50 years, I probably think I have thought I ate more greens than, than I had uh, in a week, pretty much every week of my life. So I, I started um, drinking athletic greens. They're, they're called athletic greens. And they're basically mix them up with cold water. And I just kind of start my day that way. And I was shocked how, you know, just doing something as simple as that. And there's, you know, there's lots of products that, that are out there that, that are good. It's just a, a fellow, um, a friend of mine in medicine, she's a female physician. She had told me that she started doing this. You know, she took a, a look at her diet and said, you know, I know what I'm supposed to eat, but it's just not a reality for me. I'm not going to to do that because it doesn't always fit into my day. So have a little grace with yourself and find out, okay, I know I need to eat greens. How do I do that? Or I know I need to take supplements. Um, like we think everybody should be on vitamin D. I mean, the whole country oh, has a, a vitamin D deficiency. I mean, it's, it's a crisis. And we really saw that crisis in the middle of the pandemic sure. and people that, that were, you know, low on vitamin D to begin with, who ended up getting COVID ended up in the ICU. And some of the studies got buried. All the doctors saw them because they were in the medical journals. But there were a lot of studies where they went into these ICUs and, and depending on what stage they were in, they could put some of them on a high dose vitamin D and they left the hospital. And some of the other people, they just didn't recover. They got into the cytokine storm and, you know, the inflammatory process and they got long COVID or they died. Mm -hmm. So we know that there are things that are wrong with, with us as a society, like low vitamin D, but mm -hmm just doing some of those simple things, just saying, you know, it's okay. If I take supplements, I need them. I'm going to be real with myself that I don't eat the way I should. Um, one of the, the big things is to, you know, avoid artificial sweeteners, um, at oh, yeah. all costs. I mean, oh, they yeah. kill your, your gut biome. It, we, we now know that when your gut biome is all jacked up, you, you end up having all kinds of mood swings. It makes bipolar disorder worse. Um, you know, just take some small steps, find out what works for you and take small steps. Right. Uh, I know Shelly, you and I have had a conversation before about the importance of sleep Yep. and, yep. and women, you know, we're the world's worst because our mind can't shut off. Oh, <laughs> that, oh man, that's so true. <laughs> we lay there and think of 20 more things we got to do. And then depending mm -hmm. on how many, you know, how bad the the urge gets, we might just get up and do them. Oh, I, <laughs> I did that there. this morning. That's so funny. <laughs> I fell asleep at one and at five o'clock I, I was up and I was like, oh my God, Kathy, go to sleep. You don't have to be up for a bit. And you think I could go back to sleep? Because then all of a sudden they start to think what I could do. And I ended up packing up a box for Columbia and I packed up a whole bunch of books and I'm like, oh yeah. So I slept yep. four hours. Yep. <laughs> we do it to ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we definitely do it to ourselves. I don't know if you girls have have um, have seen this, but if you haven't, you've got to go to YouTube and look it up. The difference between a man's brain and a woman's brain, and uh -huh. it's this it's this guy. He's on the stage. And he's got these these two heads on the stage, and he walks from one to the other, and he's like explaining how the man's brain works. And he's like, you know, the man, he uh, he has a box for everything. So he goes into this box, and then he goes over to the woman's brain, and he's like, you gotta watch the whole thing. I'm not doing it justice. And he says, but the woman, everything's connected. <laughs> so you, you say this, and it goes to this, and it goes to that, and he's like, 
I mean, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. I promise you should probably cross your legs when you watch it so you don't pee on yourself. It is hysterical. <laughs> and it is all 100% true. <laughs> we oh, are yeah. like that. Sure. I have been told by men, my mind's so scary that they wouldn't want to go in there alone. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, I've had that a, is, like, that don't is so go bother walking a mile in my shoes. I'd be too boring. Spend 30 <laughs> seconds in my head. It'll freak you right out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Seconds. Yeah. So what should women be asking their doctors? I know that uh, today it seems like doctors only take maybe 10 minutes. They do a basic panel and they provide a baseline, which doesn't seem very comprehensive to see what's really going on in somebody's body. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's really a shame that we've kind of gotten to a place in healthcare where there's not that relationship with with the doctor and i think that's that was kind of the premise between our partners that started executive medicine you know they were like we want to we want to treat people like we would treat our family and we would never ever if our our kid came to us and said you know dad i've got this issue and i limp i do this you know you jump all over that you'd have all these exams you'd be figuring it out or you know if your mom said well i stand up and i faint boy you'd have every test known to man because they want to make sure you know we're gonna rule everything out so but that's not really how mo most modern medicine is happening you know it's kind of like come in tell me your problem you got five minutes let me give you a band-aid by the way the doctor's got one hand on the door and oh not gonna make another appointment for that but you gotta wait two weeks because i can't don't have time to see you today yeah. and it's, it's kind of like this rat race and and we have we have seen people that think i just have to retire i just can't do this anymore and i'm just thinking like this this one attorney he was like, I just have to retire. I don't know. I've, I've lost my joy, blah, blah, and he went on. Well, as part of our exams, we do something called a carotid Doppler, and we're actually looking at the carotid arteries, and we're looking for um, interval thickening, a stroke risk, and all that. Well, it's right next to the thyroid, so during that time, some, some little blip came up. And so the, the sonographer kind of looked over at the thyroid, and, and they had a thyroid nodule. And... Uh, and that thyroid nodule was this very particular type. They were able to get it out, but it was a very particular type that releases all these crazy hormones. Well, they had been to their doctor, and their doctor was like, oh, I guess you're just tired. Maybe you need antidepressants. <laughs> you know, maybe you're depressed. Oh. And so it went down this whole road. And, and this had been going on for like maybe a year and a half where it was, you know, oh, I went on, then I went on antidepressant, I did this and nothing's working. And so get that thing out. And it was like a new lease on life. The guy's like, I'm not retiring. I'm taking in a partner and we're expanding. And like life just came back to this person. It was something that probably wouldn't have been picked up, yeah. you know, um, right. because it that just wasn't part of that five minute exam they were getting. And I mean, I could go on and on and on stories like this. Like we had, we had a, this is a very interesting one. We had a, a 54 year old who was an entrepreneur and he traveled a lot. And his, his mother actually was um, his personal assistant. He had all these hundreds of employees, but his mom was his personal assistant. And she's very good at it too, by the way. But he, he was on a plane and he 
opened up a magazine. He saw an ad. It was not our ad. And it was um, for an executive physical. And he said to his mom, find, you know, look into this, find me where I need to go for this. Well, she called all these places and interviewed them. And when she talked to us and we told her we'd do something called a virtual colonoscopy where you don't have to be put to sleep and, you know, it's done on the CT scan and all this. Wow. So she said, oh, um, oh, I think this is where you should go. So we end up seeing the guy and he like could not sleep. He's like, I just feel like I got to get this done. I, I don't even know. He had no symptoms. He just had a, a nag that he really needed to get this checked out. And he came in and we did the virtual colonoscopy. And because as part of the physical, we do CT, the abdomen, chest and pelvis. And then with the virtual colonoscopy, that's a, a CT uh, that also includes the pelvis um, in that area. We found he had tailbone cancer. Oh, and Lord. he wow. he never would have known it until it would have spread somewhere. And he had zero symptoms. And he went in, he got it removed. And within like within three days, he was he got diagnosed and healed. Um, they got it in time. It had not spread anywhere. And to this day, he's just, you know, great. But it, he kind of listened to his gut and said, you know, I think I need to get this done. And in that little that little voice inside. And we see that a lot. People say, I don't know. I just, I know I, for years I've been thinking, but I really think I need to get this done. And sometimes the ones that are really thinking they got to get it done, we do end up finding things. And, but luckily, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time we find it early and, and whatever it was is, is corrected. But for all your listeners, I mean, if you're out there and you have been putting off your colonoscopy or you've been putting off, um, you know, your stress test or, or whatever, get it done. You know, mm -hmm. get it done. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. I was I was speaking once, and I was speaking to a women's group, and uh, there was probably oh, two hundred people there, and I was supposed to be talking about um, longevity, and and I had, I had not even had anything in in there about colonoscopies. And I just got this really strong impression. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I know you guys are having lunch, but I have to talk about something. And I just started talking about colonoscopies. <laughs> and and I I mean, it was so bizarre. And and I started talking about, you know, colonoscopies and when they, you know, you should get them done. By the way, they just lowered the age. Now it's 45, which I'm glad because we're seeing a lot of polyps and precancerous and cancer in the 40s. So uh so I, I'm telling the story and I said, I have no idea why I 
really felt like I needed to go off topic and talk about that. Well, a, a woman came up to me afterwards and she said, I think you were talking to me. She said, I've been having some rectal bleeding and I was supposed to get my colonoscopy tomorrow and I chickened out because I wanted to come here and have lunch and I just didn't want to have it done. So, so I canceled it and I have not rescheduled it. She says, I think you were supposed to tell me this message. So I, I ran into that, that same lady, um, and we ended up becoming really good friends, but I, I ran into her again. Um, I guess it was maybe, maybe a month and she was crying and she said, Oh my gosh, you saved my life. I, I rescheduled that, that colonoscopy. They, I had cancer. It did not spread. They, they were able to get it all out. And she's like, and she had just had the surgery and, and she's just like, I, I, I really think you were supposed to tell me that that day. And I was like, you know, I am never going to ignore a prompting again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, these people are like having lunch and I'm talking about, you know, uh, about poop and, and all kinds of things. And I said, I said to them, I said, you know, you think that colonoscopy, I, this is a strange thing. Cause I said, you think colonoscopies are scary. You should try colon cancer. That's scary. And yeah. I was like, why, who, why am I saying this? Like, I was just like, um, but, but that stuck with me. It really did. And then when I give talks, if, you know, something comes up that maybe is out of, you know, um, out of the topic, but I just get a problem like that. I'll just talk about it. And nine times out of 10, somebody comes up to me after and says, Oh, did somebody tell you something? I'm like, no, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think sometimes we there's someone in every room that needs to hear something. Like you probably have a listener right now that just needs yep. to hear something. Right. Whether right. you know whatever their weird symptoms are, mm -hmm. stop ignoring them. You know, heart disease is is the is a huge killer in women. Like this yep. is a big problem. And when we have heart attacks, it's not like the men. You know, the men have a heart attack and then they get whatever done, and then they may or may not have another one. When women have heart attacks. They die <laughs> and why, that's why is that do you know you know i i tend to think and this is you know the world according to judy that they probably had symptoms for a long time but we are always told it's stress mm -hmm. and we always assume it's stress and we don't blow things up enough um when you know a man has has chest pain most times they tell their wife and their wife goes crazy and yeah, you gotta get your stress test or they, they themselves are terrified because it's been, there's been enough drilled into them about, um, you know, the symptoms, but even women's symptoms are different. You know, yes. we all think, oh, you know, it's the left arm and it's the central chest pain. Sometimes it's the, the inability to sleep. Sometimes it's insomnia. Sometimes it's back pain. Sometimes it's, it's pain in both arms. Sometimes, I mean, the symptoms are just, all over the place for women. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just tend to ignore them until the big one. You know, my best friend died in, in my house um, last year and she had 75 percentage uh, heart, like a, a blockage in her arteries. And she, she'd found out, like she was always tired and, you know, um, just no energy and kind of thing. But she, uh, two weeks prior to her passing, she had had an episode in the house and she was passed out. And my mom called the ambulance. And when uh, the paramedics came, they did a like a, a 
like just check their heart. Yeah, like and, an EKG or put some strips yeah, on right, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they did that there. And they said, you need to come to the hospital. You have, there's something wrong with your heart. We need to do further tests. And, you know, and she, she was afraid and didn't want to know because both her sisters had passed on really early from, from heart attacks and she didn't want to go. And, um, she, two weeks later, she passed away in my house. Like oh, just, wow. she thought she was laying down watching TV and never woke up. Oh so, man, that's wow. so tough. That's yeah. so tough. Well, we call that ostrich syndrome. You know, you, I've never heard that. You stick your head in the sand and you pretend it's oh, not happening. You, and you pretend yeah, it's not you. happening. Is, yeah, and, the same, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Um, we see that a lot. People yeah. have this and they just like, if I don't, if I pretend it's not there, it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. You can't, it was such a can't wish these things away. <laughs> God, I, I know, right? Like denial and, and procrastination are our are, are worst enemies. You, you ha- Even though you don't want to face it, you, you have to if you want things to change, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yep. and it, what's really sad is that no matter what we would tell her, like, hey, you got to get this checked out. She just didn't want to do it. Like she just didn't want to acknowledge it. And well, it took her life, right? Yeah, that's so true. It didn't have to be that way. It didn't, she had so much to offer. She was doing so much work with Salvation Army worldwide on human trafficking and doing all these speaking events. And, you know, like it's such a, it just, it still breaks my heart when I talk about it. I just like, oh my God, right? Well, and there's all, you know, there's even a big push lately to, to not talk about things like obesity, to not talk about, um, the different ethnic groups that have higher risk for certain diseases and the medical community is really pushing back and saying, you know, uh, you can't tell me not to tell, um, you know, my African-American population that they are at a higher risk for diabetes. You can't tell me not to tell my 300 pound woman or, or that just stepped out of scale that she absolutely must lose weight or she's going to, you know, have all kinds of disease. It's it's strange that we've become almost politically correct to the point of being impotent. And right. and we we just we've got to fight back on this because if we're if we're ignoring it, if the whole world gets ostrich syndrome, like I'm just gonna pretend I'm not at risk for this. Um then the consequences are just too dire. Sure. Doing a disservice to the patients when they could be proactive and avoid Absolutely. some of these conditions. Right. Yeah, and it's not to insult or stereotype people. It's just this is a risk factor you need to be aware of. And maybe the person mm-hmm. doesn't know that. And once something happens, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Um, NPR ran a a show that had a lot of a lot of doctors jumping up and down where they're like well we think you should somebody came on and said well we think you should take scales out of the doctor's office no one should feel bad said that yeah and it was like and it's a big push because we don't want people to feel bad about what they weigh (laughs) all the doctors are going are is this are we being punked right now (laughs) is this a joke wow And and it was, it was a whole, it was a whole show on, you know, how to, how to become more politically correct in healthcare. And it was just like, you got, why? So you can die? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think think the bottom line is people have to hit their rock bottom and have, and have had enough with their situation. 
Um, I know for me, I, I've known for a long time that I had to change the way I eat, but I'm, you know, we're all stubborn and you're, you get ingrained in these habits. I love bread. I love, you know, good, like, eat, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. Well, two years ago, because I wasn't taking care of myself and still loving to eat what I bread and stuff that I couldn't eat. Well, son of a gun, my body decided to shut down and I could no longer have gluten. My allergies become so bad that every mm-hmm. time a minute port part of gluten um, enters my body, it's, the doctor told me many times it's like a poison. I'm, I'm on the floor. I have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Like I get violently ill, but in a sense, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to it, learn about yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely forced you to become healthier. Right? You know, yeah. I have to say, God, God will give us hints. If we don't get the hint, he's just going to hit right? us over the head. Bam. <laughs> okay, Kathy, you're not it's, listening. Like, okay, uh, let me let me do this for yeah, you. Yeah, it, it's right. kind of like the God hammer, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> like now I'm basically vegan because I can't tolerate lactose either and I quit eating meat and and so but it's been the best thing because I've learned so much about food and it's not just that but I feel oh my god a hundred times better no bloating no gas no nothing I lost weight I feel wonderful I look great I, I got a glow to my skin you know do, do, do I still want bread uh heck yeah because I gotta tell you gluten-free bread is gross yeah, I know. I have celiac, so I'm right there with you. The gluten-free yeah. is better yeah. than it was, but it's still not. Yeah, that, that's what I have there. now. Celiac. It just it just showed up two years ago. Yeah. And right. you know, a lot of people think, well, I can't have. I mean, they'll be in a situation like yours, right, where their body is having all kinds of. Things. They're like, well, I can't be allergic to gluten. I've eaten gluten my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> well, it became it, overload, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. But 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 honestly, our our wheat isn't like how it was. And this is why a lot a lot of people that have not not celiac, but maybe they have a gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm. They can go to other countries, um, like go, you know, go to certain parts of Italy and they can eat the wheat there and it not bother them. Um there it's interesting over time how the way we um, have farmed our food, what our food has turned into, um, mm-hmm. all of it, you know, we, it's lacking the nutrients it used to have. Right. It's, it's yep. been changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our bodies, sometimes certain bodies just don't adapt to, to that, to those changes. So it, it is fascinating yeah. to, to watch people say, well, I can go, I can go to this country and I can eat this, but if I ha- come here, I can't eat, you know, even some people that have, have issues with cow's milk and, and, and cheeses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. it's lactose or, you know, some other protein in, in the milk that bothers them here, or it's the, you know, antibiotics or that the cows are getting, whatever it is that happens here, maybe doesn't happen elsewhere mm-hmm. and vice versa. People yep. move here and then they say, gosh, well, I didn't use to be allergic to this, but I'm allergic to this now and because it, there's so many factors um and you know that kind of leads me to to even with supplements and and medications and you know this country's the world's worst for take a pill and oh by the way it gave me a side effect take another pill for the side effect and and pretty soon you know you become a chemistry project and you got (laughs) man and it's expensive Yeah, it seems like if you're going to take a pill it it would be better to have it as a supplement and something that's natural for the body rather than having to put a bunch of synthetic stuff into your system and hope it all works and and it doesn't have a nasty contraindication and side effect. 
Well, yeah, even uh, I think, Shelley, I think you and I have, have spoken about this before, but I, even our children's medicines, a lot of times they have dyes and yeah. they have artificial sweeteners in them. Mm -hmm. So you've got a kid who's got a, you know, maybe they've got the flu and you're giving them a, a syrup of some sort, medication wise, and it's got yellow number five or you know, yellow number five has got blue, it's got red. And by the way, it's got aspartame and, and mm -hmm. you might be doing yeah. them more harm than good. Oh, sure. Yeah. In, in some countries like yellow five and six are banned because they're related to asthma. Um, so, you know, yeah. people that have asthma should always avoid yellow number five and six. So yeah, there's yellow number five is banned in 19 countries i was just doing some some research on that you're absolutely right yeah it's horrible. It's so it, bad. it is here in the u.s and canada it's fine right yeah so How why is that... it banned in 19 countries because kids were getting happen? asthma yeah. <laughs> some of them were dying oh and here God. we just say oh this is a great we can sell them more prescription inhalers <laughs> yeah and it doesn't make sense the fda in, in the united states is supposed to be overseeing all of this and it's kind of like it just goes under the rug and they don't pay attention well and i you know i've got a degree in clinical research uh, administration so i'm very familiar with the way drugs go to market and it's it's actually quite scary to think that the drug companies that pay and fund the FDA because there's the application process is very, very expensive mm -hmm. to bring a drug to market. And that's because of the fees that get fed to the FDA. Mm -hmm. So the FDA is making decisions on the very hand that feeds them. That and, doesn't make sense, does it? And it's really, it's really crazy. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very jacked up system. I think it needs a complete overhaul. I think Amen. anyone who's, who's had that's any right. anything to do in clinical research or has you know, worked with the, the FDA or the pharmaceuticals in any sense would agree. And, you know, we've kind of seen, we've kind of seen this with the vaccines and why it's caused a problem. And I'm not saying don't get your vaccines. I'm only saying that we have to, as a society, you know, hold some checks and balances because the companies that are paying the FDA are the same ones that you know the fda is saying this this vaccine's safe and then the government's saying we want you to produce x amount and now there's all this ac this excess of the vaccine do we really need to keep getting them or not or are we getting mm -hmm. them because there's a backlog and there's a whole bunch of extra vaccine you know right. we should be asking these questions sure. i'm not saying i have the answer i'm just saying we should be asking the questions yeah. and holding some checks and balances so essentially people need to be more conscious of their health and asking the right questions with their doctors um uh, where can women actually get a good comprehensive idea of their health how can they get that whole picture because i don't think they're getting it no th no they're not and part of that you know when they came through the, the legislation and said that that OBGYNs could charge the for the physical so people would go in and they'd get a pap smear and maybe a breast exam and then they would charge the the v70 code you know the code for for wellness and that and then they say okay well i've been checked out well we're more than breasts and uteruses i'm sorry you know there's <laughs> yeah. a there's a lot more there's a lot more to us so <laughs> yeah. uh we we've got to make sure that we're we're getting in with our doctors find a place you know like executive medicine texas or we see people from all over the globe you know get that real good 
head to toe and our physicals last five hours, we're checking everything. But even if you don't do that every year, you know, get that as a starting point and, and know what your current health status is. So then you can have a plan for, for yourself, for yourself as an individual of what, what are you going to look like five, 10 years ago? What do you need to do to ensure that you're going to look five, 10 years from now, the way you want to. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We have just a couple minutes, Judy. Can people reach out to your facility and find out, say they're geographically quite a distance away, can you provide referrals to them? so that they can actually get this kind of comprehensive care? Yeah, there's not a lot of places that that do them around the country, um, but there are some. So they can go to emtexas, spelled out, dot com. That's emtexas.com. And kind of look over all the things that we offer. You know, we have people flying from everywhere, including Bermuda. But if they're in a particular geographic area, then we can, you know, see what are, what are their issues? And then is there someone that, um, that might be able to offer something uh, of the sort, but you know, I, I gotta tell you, you absolutely have to make this investment in your health. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we spend way too much money on, on eating out and, and on all these things that at the end of the day, aren't going to help us live longer. You know, they aren't going to, to affect us. I mean, sometimes they affect us in a bad way, but they're not going to matter of you're going to, you know, be at your daughter's and son's weddings and see your grandkids and all these things that are really, truly important. You got to have your health. Your health should absolutely be number one. We put more Mm -hmm. priority on on what our kitchen looks like and spend money on that than than we do with ourselves. You know, Uh, we make sure there's a good roof for our house. Well, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're, we're going to, you know, crumble too. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you would never take your truck that you're driving and just go get the cheapest tires and put on it. Right. <laughs> I, you know, you yeah. you wouldn't just get a quick fix because you got to get down the road. You got to get to your destination. You have exactly. to think of, of your body as, you know, the the vehicle, the truck that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's taking you where you want to go in life. And sure. you got to treat it right. So Judy, do you folks do virtual consultations too and maybe run tests for people in, in case they can't necessarily get down to your facility but they want to know some information? Yeah, so we we can. We can do um, virtual uh, online visits and then we can send lab orders to um, you know, lab out of out of state. But okay. Most of, of the time we do require an, an office visit just to to have the patient doctor relationship established in the state. There are right. some 
some rules and regulations for that. Uh-huh. Um, but we have a lot of people, they come in, they go through the process, and they've been established in the state of Texas, so they can be under the the, the state license of, of that doctor, and then they can do their follow-ups virtually and, and different things that they need um, remotely. Okay. If you wouldn't mind, what are some websites that our listeners can reference? You've got a podcast and you also have your your facility there. Yeah, sure. So emtexas.com, in the E stands for executive and M stands for medicine. So emtexas.com. And there's lots of great information there. We didn't even get into DNA testing and all kinds of, of things that you can read about there. And then, you know, just you're driving down the road, you want health information, you want to be entertained at the same time. The Stay Young America podcast is is a great way to, to gain information that you can actually use because we're always doing shows on fascinating topics and, and we, you know, we're always making them as interesting as possible. And we, we have cool guests <laughs> come, come on. And, and so, you know, sometimes they're leading scientists or best-selling authors, or sometimes they're a celebrity or that got a cool story or what have you. But our whole platform is to bring information you wouldn't otherwise get that you can take and put into your life right now. Whether we're talking about the importance of laughter, which we just had somebody from Whose Line Is It Anyway on doing that. And whether, or, or whether we're talking about sugar or we come up with different topics, but they're all over the place. So there's hundreds of shows. You can go in and find something that, that interests you. And, and then we do what's called medical minutes. So sometimes you just want to hear one minute, you know, well, one minute, tell me something in one minute and we'll talk about a recent study or something. And they're just real quick minutes. Excellent. This has been wonderful, Judy. You are such a wonderful resource. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much yes. for being on our show. My gosh, wonderful. Well, it's been my pleasure. You guys are a lot of fun. Thank you, Judy. So are you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should take this show on the road. <laughs> I like Great. That. We just did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.